Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning, everybody. Great to be back in for Bill today. Tom is here. I'm Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. We've got a lot of ground to cover today. A new college football playoff rankings will be out, so we can discuss it, even though, again, it doesn't really matter until the last week of the season. It's good fodder uh, otherwise. NBA continues. In-season tournament action resumes tonight, I believe. Hey, ratings are up for the in-season tournament games as opposed to regular season games. So the courts are ugly, and we don't know what it is, but we are watching. So mission accomplished, I guess. And another crazy week in the NFL. And the uh, main character, I think, coming out of Week 10 is the Buffalo Bills. And this is unfortunate because I don't like when narratives are written that I, I I don't understand where they really came from, but it just got to be, it just got to be like everybody agreed that it was true. I don't know who was the first person that started with saying uh, the Bills win. You know what? The Bills windows closed. We saw the Bills lose last year after a really tough year for a lot of reasons. We all know it was a very tough year for the Buffalo Bills, and then they bow out in the playoffs to Cincinnati. And you look at this team, and you think, all right, uh, you know, running backs, still a situation they need to address. They've got good wide receivers. They've got Josh Allen, the defense we like, Sean McDermott people like. Ah, I don't know. The window's closed. And I was stunned, startled, that not only did one person think it, but that it just became that became one of the main talking points of the NFL this season. You you talk to any NFL guest the first week of the season and you look at like what are the what are the big talking points that I could that I can ask about the NFL? And many questions revolved around, hey, you think the Bills windows closed? And I never really got it. Uh and Tom, you guys have been saying that the Bills window is closing. I never really got it. Uh, it looks like I get it now because this team is this team is falling apart at the skids, man. This is not good for them. It's too much Josh Allen. Too much revolves around one single person. And if your name is not Patrick Mahomes, that's not good for your football team. It's just not. It's too many opportunities for him to make a mistake. Now, they did have a 100-yard rusher last night in James Cook, but that's been a big 
problem for them is that he is the passing game and he is the running game. And the red zone interceptions have uh, increased. The interceptions have increased. It's been bad. I was at the game uh, last year. I was at the Buffalo game Sunday night against the Green Bay Packers. And what was so crazy about that for me was it was in Buffalo. Okay. It was in Buffalo. And when they beat Green Bay, they had improved to six and one at the time. This is last year, Halloween weekend. The Bills beat Green Bay six to one. And Green Bay was like, you know, Rodgers is going through his stuff, whatever. They they weren't they weren't as good as you, you thought they could be. Uh it was a should be win for Buffalo. But what I remember so like distinctly about that was being in Buffalo for this for this game. And you consume the local media. Okay. But I didn't get the opportunity to listen to a lot of the sports talk or a lot of the you know, the podcast or anything around that. I saw the local news and I remember leaving the hotel room Monday morning, getting ready to embark on a drive home uh, to Milwaukee. Don't recommend it. Um, If there's a worse, if there's a worse state to drive through start to finish than Ohio, you got to let me know. I I know you might think, oh, there's other flat states and other states with nothing. And Ohio, man, it's just the worst state to drive through with, with all due respect. It is awful. Just an awful experience every time. So avoid it if you can. But I remember watching the news in the lobby, and it was like the main anchors and the sports guy and the weather guy. They but The Bills had won. They'd won the night before, and everyone was just so sad. Everyone was just so sad, like, oh, man, we stink. And they had just coming off uh, wins against Kansas City and Pittsburgh and Baltimore, but they thought they'd beat Green Bay by 30. And they only won by like 10 and they were very sad. And I think they were sad too, because Josh Allen did not play up to the level that they thought he should play at. He had two interceptions in that game, which uh, came in the red zone. And that was starting to be a problem for him. The bills then did lose their next two games, but then rattled off another seven wins in a row to finish 13 and three. Um, you know, there was the game with uh, Cincinnati, of course. They beat Miami in the playoffs, and then they lose to the Bengals 27-10. And they they basically had an eight-game win streak, not counting the game that didn't get played, and then you lose to Cincinnati because you got to play them again after everything that happened with Lamar Hamlin. And I thought, okay, 13-3, obvious tough playoff loss situation. Hey, you know, you move on. You fight another day. But over the offseason, everyone had focused in on, I think they missed their window, uh, maybe it was the year that they had that back and forth with Kansas City. Maybe that was when they were at their best defense a little better. But the narrative was they missed their window. And when you looked at the AFC this year, Bills losing to the Broncos 24-22 to last night, which that part of the story can't be ignored either, what, what the Broncos are doing, and we'll get to that. But the Bills losing last night puts them at 5-5, five and five, and their chances of making the playoffs now are really, really like probably not. The Bills are in a tough situation, and they lost last night in a very awful way where it was a defensive uh, penalty, and then it looked like they had won the game on a missed field goal, and then there was another penalty, too many men on the field. And I think here's the biggest problem. So the biggest problem up to this point, well, the biggest problem up to this point is Josh Allen because he's throwing too many interceptions. Bills are 5-5. and They lost four of their last six. Allen's now thrown an interception in six straight games. 
He leads the NFL in interceptions with 11. He leads all quarterbacks in total turnovers. He's got three more fumbles atop those 11 interceptions. And he's turned the ball over in all but two games. So when you're playing against Josh Allen, he will turn the ball over. There were comparisons to Josh Allen for a while to bring it back to Green Bay with Brett Favre, you know, that uh, gunslinger attitude. And it's okay and it works, but you got to be better than 5-5 five and five for that to work. You got to be better than that. The other problem is that we're, like, the Bills' schedule, let me take you through what has happened because the Bills' schedule is set up this year where when they're good, nobody sees it, and when they're bad, we all see it. It's it's a really, like, unfortunate, like, if you're going to be bad and if you're going to be rebuilding, you want to be playing the 1 o'clock Eastern games. You don't want anybody to see you. And if you're going to be a team that's struggling, you want to you want to play in windows where nobody's seeing you. You've been able to watch Buffalo Bills games for the last five weeks if you don't have Sunday ticket or, or whatever. If you've got a normal cable setup, you subscribe to what you need to subscribe to, they're getting the games. Week one, which is a game that totally bites them now when they lost to the Jets, and that was Josh Allen. That was that was Josh Allen's worst game. And I don't think you can play worse than that. I know he's you know trying a little bit, but I don't know that you can ever play worse than he did in that game. So they lose and everybody sees it. Then what happens? They beat the Raiders. Nobody sees it. It's just, you know it's a it's a one o'clock Eastern game. We got red zone. We're watching our team. Whatever. Nobody sees it. Then they play Washington. They win by thirty four again. Nobody sees it. Then they play Miami. This game's at noon for some reason. One Eastern. Uh, Miami just scored 70 points the week before. You know, we see the score, but not a lot of people see the game. Then they go to London. Hey, all right, you can watch the Bills. National schedule, watch the Bills. They lose. Then they have a Sunday night game against the Giants. They win that game, but everyone agrees that they played awful and they should have lost, even though that Giants team is allergic to scoring touchdowns. There could have been another defensive holding or pass interference and the refs just decided to beat traffic instead. But we all saw that. So we're getting a taste now of, yeah, we heard the Bills are winning these games, but every time we see them, they stink. Then they lose to New England, which is a game that's kind of hidden too, but we catch the score and we're like, how did they lose to New England? Not to, knocks a lot of people out of their survivor pools. So then you're mad at them. Then they're on uh, Thursday night against the Buccaneers, and they win, but they play so bad. Like the Buccaneers should have won that game. Then they play the Bengals on a Sunday night and lose. And they try to have a late rally there, but the Bengals beat up on them pretty good. And then they play the Broncos at home on a Monday night and lose again. So the Bills, not only are they playing poorly and below what they should be playing, but it is witness to the world. It is witness for everyone to see. And you can't hide from it. I think uh, just prior, Maggie and Perloff, Maggie was talking about how what stinks for her as a Bills fan is that everyone like everyone gets to kind of jump in on the party and, and tear down the Bills a little bit. And they do because you've seen them. And there's already been a negative narrative towards Buffalo, and now everybody gets to witness it week in and week out. And that's a problem. I believe next week is going to be – a well-attended game or a well-viewed game with them playing the Jets. Uh, the Jets were getting a lot of those nice windows thinking they'd have Rodgers. Still getting a lot of nice uh, national primetime windows. 
So you may see that. The Bills the Bills are 5 and 5. And it doesn't matter like I'm starting to talk about the times of the day they're playing, but this schedule like if you can afford if you can afford they're not making the playoffs. They're not making the it's it's over. It's over. Not to be so strongly with this, but how do they let's say they can afford two losses. That would put them at 9 and 7. I don't even know that they can afford two losses. I'm being generous. They've got the Jets next week, which you can't assume anything based on what you saw week one. Then you're at Philadelphia. You have a bye. You're at Dallas. Uh, No, no. You're at Philadelphia. You have a bye. Then you're at Kansas City. Then you play Dallas, all of those 425 window games. Then you're at the Chargers on some weird peacock night on a Saturday night. Then you have New England again, and then Miami. I mean, if you're going to beat, where are the where are the wins? Let's say you beat New England, you beat the Jets. You still need between the Dolphins, Chargers, Cowboys, Chiefs, and Eagles at minimum three wins there, maybe four. It's going to be really tough for Buffalo to crawl back into the playoffs at this point, and it's that's that's what's been tough about the AFC this year. And that's what is going to make the AFC exciting. Like looking at these two conferences, and this is something that I know that I've talked about uh, when I've been in for bill on different days is in the NFC, the race to six and seven is going to be junk. It's going to be junk. I think it's clearing itself up a little bit with the way that Minnesota, this Josh Dobbs thing is crazy. But in, in the NFC, like if you're a mediocre team, you'll find your way in. One of these teams in the NFC South is going to find their way in. Vikings aren't having the greatest year, but they're winning some games. And it's going to go to deserving teams. There's not going to be a team that misses the playoffs that is like, oh, we could have made. Like the eighth seed right now is the Buccaneers. They're four and five. They stink. The Commanders are four and six. The Falcons, four and six. The Packers, three and six. The Rams, three and six. None of those teams are playoff worthy. They're, they're, all, they're all bad. All right. In the AFC, you've got to like you got to win these. Every game is important. You got to win all these games. You've got the Chiefs and the Ravens at seven and two or seven and three. You've got a handful of teams at six and three: Jacksonville, Miami, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. You've got the Texans and the Bengals at five and four. You've got teams that aren't expected to be like the Bills have the same record as the Colts and the Raiders. And whether you think or not, like the Bills are better than those teams, they're in their way. And Buffalo doesn't have the tiebreaker over a lot of these teams because they've beaten them. They they don't have the tiebreaker over any of these teams either. Then you got the Chargers right behind, the Jets, the Broncos who beat you, the Jets who beat you, the Chargers who you play. So it's just based on where they are and where the record is, it's not in a good it's not a good situation for Buffalo. And it's it, you know, it's early in the season, I guess. We're halfway. But to look at this and have a realistic shot, Buffalo needs to leapfrog some teams and they need to win a lot of games that are going to be very tough to win. So that it's, 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 it's probably a, you know, gloomy day for bills fans. And we hate to continue to rain on that parade, but it, you know, everything that people said about the team has come true. And that's the worst. That, that's the worst as a sports fan. When you believe something, and the national media is saying something about your team, 
and you say, no, it's not true. Why are they saying this? And then it comes true. That is the absolute worst. It is, it's just, because it, it's, it's like a personal kind of feeling. It just stinks. And so I do feel bad for Bills fans in that regard. The Broncos, on the other hand, I, I don't, I don't like four and five for Denver. Denver with four and five next to it looks so much better than Buffalo five and five. Just because Denver, like, I don't know, Denver's playing well. You don't want to play Denver at this point. Denver is beating teams. Denver, in the last two games, this is from Field Yates, over the last two games facing Mahomes and Josh Allen, those two quarterbacks have combined for a 60% passing completion rate, just 400 yards combined, one passing touchdown, and four picks. The defense, who had once given up 70 points, has now become a turnover machine. So on one hand, you've got Denver playing very well, and then the other, you've got Buffalo that has just not been able to find what kind of team they want to be, so much so that now you've got the outside noise where uh, Trevon Diggs, brother of Stephon Diggs, just tweeting, man, 14 needs to get out of there. Now you got that nonsense again. So I think what's going to happen is Buffalo, let's say, let's say they missed the playoffs and the window closed. Let's say they missed the playoffs and the window closed and this era ended. It's going to be a lot of, you know, regret over not being able to beat the Chiefs that night. It's going to be a lot of what if about DeMar Hamlin and how that affected the team. It's going to be a lot of questions about why Josh Allen couldn't get it figured out turnover wise. It's going to be a lot of questions about where was the running game this whole time. It's going to be a lot of questions about Sean McDermott and if he was ever the man for the job. It's going to be a lot of questions about why the running game never existed. Uh, which I may have already said, is going to be a lot of questions about Stefan Diggs and why did he always, like, every three weeks there was like a, does he really want to be here? Oh, yeah, I do. And then another thing. It's just a constant stream of what-ifs, and it, it, it's really unfortunate because the talent is there. The talent was there. They're one of the more fun teams to watch when they're good, and they've just been giving games away, and we're all witness to see it because of the stature of the games that they're playing in. So, Really a tough moment for Buffalo last night. Good moment for Denver. I don't know if they've got playoffs in their sights, but just the fact that they're not the most embarrassing team in the league I think is a huge win for them. And they've got Russell Wilson long-term still, who's playing better. That touchdown to Sutton was great. Um, you know, Sean Payton can actually hold his head high now when he does interviews and when he's asked about stuff. So for Denver, it's just let's get back on track, see who we can compete next year. For Buffalo, they don't make the playoffs. There's going to be a lot of changes. And I don't know, like coach, obviously, you would think of, and maybe some different personnel, but then it might be time to have the Josh Allen conversation, which I don't think anybody's ready for, and it's still hard to believe we're at that point. But these turnovers have got to stop. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. The Bills losing on Monday night, and just like most of their high-profile losses, we are all witnesses to it. I'm Bart Winkler for Bill Ryder, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio, I am Bart Winkler in for Bill Ryder today. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. It is a big night in the NBA tonight. Folks, it is another night of the in-season tournament. These games that are scheduled on Tuesdays and Fridays in November also count as in-season tournament group play games. I'm not sure that anybody, well, I mean, maybe some of you are, are, are diehards. I think, the, I think the average NBA fan knows that there's something else happening. Uh, like there's different courts and different jerseys and whatever, but you don't know like, what, you know, like okay, we're in group play. Did we what, like what the st- there? Did you look at the standings ever? Has anybody has anybody once looked at the group play standings for this tournament? You play four different teams. I still think the biggest problem that they did was you don't know who's in your group. Make the groups the divisions. But then again, nobody in the NBA knows their divisions, which boggles my mind. The NFL, the divisions are so important. And you know it, like it's rivalries. And MLB, the divisions are so important, even shrinking some of the games that you play against them. But in NBA, it's like, it's a joke. You don't know who they are. And I thought this is a good way to relearn. Like, hey, your division's your division. But they wanted a group play draw, and it's weird. The... uh, Hawks and Pistons are playing tonight. They're in a group together. Okay. The Magic and Nets. Like, who would know that? The Sixers and Pacers. Fine. I did go to a game between, it was the Milwaukee Bucks hosting the New York Knicks. And they did try to, like, they did try to, like, hype it up that it's something different. They had shirts that were available, so I wore my shirt. Um Size large. I wish they would have given out maybe one size up, but you do with what you got uh, available. And the in-game entertainment did a good job. They were giving out trips to Vegas left and right. That was weird. It was like, hey, answer these questions and go to Vegas. Where Where's the tournament final going to be held? And the lady be like, uh, Vegas. All right, you've won. It was very odd. Just, I, just, I don't, they just handed out trips to Vegas. So maybe other teams are doing that too, but it's very weird. Um, I think there's going to be a, there's going to be a week where we realize what's happening more once they get into the bracket play because group play I don't know it, this is this still goes on for a month or a couple more weeks the first week of December if you look at your team's uh, schedule there's no games scheduled you're either going to play in tournament games 
or you're gonna play other random teams. You're gonna there's games that the, the your team's gonna play the first week of December. You don't even know who. Even if you don't make the tournament, you're still you gotta add games. So that's kind of weird. And then the Saturday night, December 9th, maybe, but that weekend is gonna be the one game. And it's gonna be the tournament final in Vegas. And I still don't know what like the team's approach for that is going to be because when I went to this in-season tournament game, the teams didn't play any different. I watched the Bucks play the Knicks. They didn't do anything different. Um, Damian Lillard had said, I don't know what, I mean, it was weird. I don't know really what we were, it was just, it was, it felt different, but it's not like we played different. Like they didn't, you're not, they didn't rest guys more. They didn't play guys more. I'm just very curious to see how it looks when you, uh, get to the point where it's single elimination or they go to Vegas and play. So it's 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 a weird, dumb, bad idea, maybe. Maybe. We don't know yet. But it certainly does pique curiosity, and I think the deeper we go into this thing, the more curious it's going to become. Warriors and Timberwolves have an in-season tournament game today. The Warriors are at 6-5. and five. I get these emails sent from different uh, betting websites just on like different quirky odds. And I got this one email that said Steph Curry's next team, if not the Warriors. And I thought, what am I missing? What what happened? And it was just like, hey, we've seen superstars end with different teams, you know, Rogers on the Jets and, you know, wherever. Uh let's 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 just do odds with Steph Curry. And I think the Spurs were atop. Uh the Cavs were a lot higher than I thought they'd be. Uh the Lakers were pretty high. But I was just like I was I was kind of stunned that they had gotten to that point where they would be doing odds on Steph Curry. But when you're looking at the Warriors right now, and they started pretty good, but the Warriors at this point, it's pretty much the Steph Curry show. Uh Chris Paul's coming off the bench, which there was a lot of discussion about. I think he's doing a capable job leading uh leading that second unit. But the Warriors right now are an interesting team, and as you th- watch things develop early in the season you do wonder like where just in fact will these teams be come the end of it warriors right now are the seven so they would be in that playing tournament uh the playing tournament's real interesting so there's a lot of teams that are doing a lot better than uh, people would expected just ripping through the western conference real quick we're 10 games in we're an eighth of the way through the season nuggets and mavs eight and two timberwolves are up there the rockets are six and three they start 0-3. They won six in a row. The Thunder, okay, when when is that finally going to happen? The Kings, Warriors, Lakers, Suns, Pelicans, and then the Clippers are on the outside looking in. Um, Trailblazers, Spurs, Jazz, Grizzlies. Got it bad right now, too. Grizzlies are, you know, they were, what, the two seed last year? Very high, top three seed. And then John Morant missing the first 25 games. Marcus Smart's been fine for them, but uh, they haven't been able to win. So the West, the, the West is going to be wild. The West is going to be like the AFC in football, where a lot of these teams are going to be in it, and it's going to be competitive and interesting, and you're going to try to figure out who exactly deserves to be there. I don't, I mean, I can't put money right now or even a sentence. I can't even just say, oh, the Rockets will stay. They're the four seed right now. It's so early for that. But there are some teams that I think will do better as we go. And again, it's still a lot of teams figuring things out. Warriors are figuring out what this new iteration is. The Lakers always kind of start like this, five and five. The Suns, I mean, they're not even they're not even getting games barely with everybody playing. Beal Booker and Kevin Durant, and they don't seem to care. They're just kind of going through the motions, 
they'll pick things up later. They right now would be the nine seed. The East uh, is interesting, and I think my biggest takeaway from the East, where it's the Sixers at eight and one, the Celtics at eight and two, you've got the Pacers, Heat, and Bucks all six and four. Uh, a couple of other teams fighting. Raptors had a big win the other night. Uh, Knicks five and five. But my biggest takeaway so far on the East is the Sixers, which should make sense. This is the number one team in the conference at eight and one. But I thought coming into this season, with what Milwaukee did by getting Damian Lillard, and they've kind of been they've kind of been going through it a little bit. Six and four. I can tell you, Bucks fans are very upset about that. Um, Damian Lillard, I don't think is still turned into the Damian Lillard that the Bucks thought they were trading for. I don't think anyone thinks that he won't. But when you look at like a game like last night, the Bucks played his uh, shooting percentage was awful. He was. I'll just pull up the box score here quickly. The Bucks beat the Bulls last night. He was three for seventeen shooting, one for nine from three. Got to the line a few times for finished with 12 points. But Lillard right now, he's a career like 38% three-point shooter. He's in about 27 right now. And that, that's that's very bad. One of the big things about pairing Giannis and Dame together is you pair these guys together and it opens things up and other guys can hit their threes and then Damian Lillard can hit a bunch of threes. And Damian Lillard's not knocking down those threes. Um, I want to make sure that I'm right on this before I say it. Okay, I think it's I think it is a little closer and it still does favor Damian Lillard. Uh but in the month okay, on the season, on the season, Damian Lillard is shooting twenty six point nine percent from three. Giannis Adenakumpo is shooting twenty five percent from three. So that's a problem. That 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 that's bad. Uh Giannis is not supposed to be taking threes but he's shooting threes at about the same clip. So that's bad. But that's like the Suns or the the Warriors, I'll include the Lakers, where sometimes it takes teams a while to figure things out. I thought the Sixers coming in, my take was it's the Bucks and it's the Sixers, you know, with the moves they made in the offseason too, or the Bucks and the Celtics, rather. It's the Bucks and the Celtics. And the Celtics made a bunch of moves, and they should, like the Sixers should look and say, all right, it's going to be the Bucs and the Celtics. We know that. The gap's too large. Harden doesn't want to be here. Get rid of him. I was starting to entertain the idea of trading Joel Embiid. You haven't done anything with him. He won an MVP finally. You can't get past the semifinals in the East. Just move on. Start from scratch again. They trade James Harden, lose opening night, and since then have won eight in a row. And Tyrese Maxey is playing great. Tobias Harris is playing great. It's a completely different team. Which again just shows you like how <laughs> like how there's thirty teams in this league and there's one that would be a suitor for James Harden and that was just kind of like ah whatever I guess you know it's a musical chairs analogy where it's the last chair that's out on the floor and he's the last person that needs a chair and so they link up with each other but the Sixers I've been really impressed with so the NBA I think you know people are watching it this in season tournament is still very weird. And probably dumb and maybe bad, but it's getting people's interest. And I think what we freak out, I think just in remembering seasons of the last, you know, eight, 10 years, it's never, uh, we never look at this time of the year and say, oh, the Sixers are eight and one. That's very cool. 
oh, the Mavs are eight and two. That's pretty neat. It's always, oh, the Suns are four and six. They're done. Or the Bucks are six and four. They're not going to do it. The Knicks are five and five. They're trash. We always kind of focus on those. And really, if you look across the NBA, pretty much everyone's like around 500 or six and four or four and six. It's not too big of a concern. So a lot of games tonight um, in season tournament back in full swing, which I have said several times that I am such a fan that I'm going to make it my entire personality. I got the t-shirt. My bucks are one to know in this tournament. I have no idea when they play in it again. Uh, Maybe Friday. Who knows? Can't keep it all straight, but in season tournament, uh, I will, I will embrace it. If only as a joke. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Let's get the latest from Andrew Bogish. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler, in for Bill Ryder, 855-212-4227. Talk some college football here in a moment. We're going to see the rankings again tonight from the College Football Playoff Committee. Had an NFL game last night that saw the Buffalo Bills lose to the Denver Broncos in a season where, it, I mean, really, like when you go through the Bills season, they're 5-5. Five and five. The games that they've won, uh, like the games that they've really played well in and won, Buffalo saw, Western New York saw, not much else of the country saw. It's every time the Bills get in prime time, they either win in the sloppiest way possible or lose in an even worse way. And so whatever the thought of is the of the Bills, you know, locally is one thing, but nationally, every time everybody sees the Bills. It looks like I hate to like I hate going to the dumpster fire well, but because it's overused. But I mean, it is. It's 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 disappointing, and I don't know what is going to come of that. Their schedule is very hard. They've got like depending on what site you look at, twenty twenty five, maybe thirty percent chance to make the playoffs. But they're going to have to start winning some games against some really good teams. Basically, any good team in the league, they play. They've got the Dolphins still. They've got the Cowboys still. They've got the Chiefs still. They got the Eagles still. And then teams that like are maybe getting a little better. The Chargers are on there. Are we confident they're going to beat the Jets? How can you be? Lou is in upstate New York. 855-212-4227. Hey, Lou. Hey, Bart. Uh, listen, yeah, I've known for a while that Sean McDermott and 
Zing Overs had his incarnation as a head coach. It started when uh, Texans in his second playoff game in overtime converted a third and 18 play. But it, it got worse with 13 seconds, and now we have 12 men. He benched the wrong guy yesterday, James Cook, where he self-sabotaged his ability to perhaps win. Cook ended up running wild later in the game, going over 100 yards. He should have benched one of the 12 men on the punt block team instead. It's, it's worse than that. He's been meddling in the offense by asking for more balance with the run. He's really screwed up the whole offensive scheme. He's been meddling. Dorsey has mentioned it subtly that he's taking input from McDermott. McDermott can't even coach effectively as a defensive coordinator, and he is inept with his offensive input. I'm going to root for the Jets to win this week. Hopefully that will ensure he gets fired because the Bills are going nowhere with McDermott as their head coach. They're never going to win anything with McDermott at the helm. Oh, so you're in mode where you want the Bills to lose to fire the coach? Yeah, they have to fire McDermott. <laughs> He's not apt to be a head coach. He's made, he makes there, – there's besides the points I made, there's numerous times where he takes time out. Do you know that in that 13-second game, besides botching the squib kick that was called with his timeout, he ended up calling a timeout in the last three plays that Kansas City had. He failed to change his defense after one of them. He gave the look to Kelsey, uh, yeah, Kelsey and uh, Mahomes, and they – basically played backyard football and said, if we get the same look, I'm, I'm going forward, hit me. And you got Mahomes telling Kelsey, do it, Kelsey, do it. And he did it. I, yeah, I just, thanks for the call. It's, it's really, it's one of the worst, like, places you can go as a sports fan where you have to root for your team to lose. And for different reasons. You either root for them to lose to get a better draft pick. You root for them to lose because you want to like you want to see a coach fired. Um, not, I mean, I've I've rooted for my teams to lose for a various amount of reasons, and that just it just sucks. It just sucks. But if you want to ultimately win and improve, you know, sometimes sometimes you need to hit that point. And look, I for the most part, like there's a lot of people that. I think I'm trying to make I'm trying to make friends uh, in Buffalo right now, but it's not even that. I I there's all people taking victory laps about the Bills, and I just think it stinks. I think it stinks. I think it stinks that this was a team that um, has all the tools to be very good, and everybody was right. I mean the the window may have been missed. At least this Sean McDermott Josh Alleny window. If Sean gets fired, there's going to be more changes. I don't know who the next coach would be. You'd think offensive minded. You're not moving on from Josh Allen, but now you got to think: Is Josh Allen still in that tier? Is he still? He was in a tier to me with elite quarterbacks: Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, uh, Jalen Hurts. I put in there. Mahomes, obviously. You could start to make the case for Tua, for C.J. Stroud. 
I think there's a lot of teams. Like, how many teams, if they were offered Josh Allen for their quarterback straight up, how many would say no? Uh, are we up to? Are we up to like ten? That's too high. That's not where Josh Allen's been. That's too high if we're up to if we're up to that many. And then if that's the problem, well then then what? And Stephon Diggs, man, I, I in New York you got to be furious about it. But this every other couple of weeks with Stephon Diggs, it's like on the sideline. This his brother tweeting that. Like my goodness, my goodness, just either be there or don't is where I look at it. It's just it's just remarkable. Eight five five two one two four two two seven eight five five two one two four CBS. I don't like the Michigan Wolverines. I never have. Uh, I'm not sure I've really ever liked Jim Harbaugh. I didn't like him on the 49ers. Um, I just, I, I don't like Michigan. The Michigan-Ohio State rivalry, I'm not super keen on. I think it kind of gets like, it kind of gets like forced to us. I think the fact that they call each other that team down there and that team up there, I think... Like it seems cute from the inside, but it's, I don't like it. I don't like anything about it. Uh, just straight up, I do not like the Michigan Wolverines. All that changed. They are now my favorite team. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh is my favorite coach. And, and I'm totally down with everything he says. He did comment they had that nice win over the weekend against Penn State, ran the ball a bunch of times just kind of proved that they can assert their will on Penn State's defensive line. And where a lot of people I've heard from are upset about Michigan for whatever reason, Jim Harbaugh feels like the opposite's true, and I, I'm i kind of with him here. The perseverance, you know, and then the just the stalwartness of these guys. I mean, yeah, Watson, I would have to say, I mean, everybody. It's got to be America's team. It's got to be America's team. America, America loves a team that that uh, you know beats the odds, beats the adversity, you know, overcomes what the naysayers and you know critics, so-called experts think. Um, that's my favorite kind of team, and yeah, watching it from from that view on the television, I, it was finally people get to see what I see every day, you know, in these players and these coaches. I mean, it was a great win over Penn State. Uh, I think they'll be rewarded for that eventually. I think they're going to beat Ohio State. I just think they're better. I've still thought that Michigan's the best team in the country, um, you know, with everybody that's up there. Georgia had a nice win. I would be curious to see that game again. But uh, Michigan, I think, is is as good as anybody. And I don't think it's because of sign stealing. Uh, I do think that that happens a lot more than we're told. I'm I'm still I'm still ready for the hypocrisy of it all. I'm still ready for that cuz where I'm at is I'm very pro Michigan right now. I don't care. I'm just so pro. I want them to win. I feel like the this punishment was so soft. I want to see and it wasn't like we don't even have all the facts yet. I think any punishment should have happened after the season. You're trying to meddle in season. I think that's too much. The commissioner is I want to see the commissioner hand the Big Ten trophy to Jim Harbaugh in the Big Ten championship game when he's back from suspension. I want to see because I you know what's gonna happen, and it's already happened, 
is the week that Michigan plays Ohio State, the whole co- the whole conference is up in arms. The the only reason the commissioner is acting is because the conference is very very upset that Michigan has been doing this, and how dare they? So they are you know putting pressure on the commissioner, and you know what they're going to do if they haven't done it already. You know how many different area codes are going to pop up on Ryan Day's phone leading up to the Michigan prep to give pointers unsolicited. You're going to hear from Minnesota. You're going to hear from Northwestern. You're going to hear from Penn State. You're going to hear from Rutgers. All these other Big Ten coaches are going to fire up Ryan Day's number and tell him, here's what you got to do to beat Michigan. The whole conference is going to be behind Ohio State. And as much as I don't like Michigan, like I don't like Ohio State either. I don't like the Buckeye thing. I don't like the the shoe. I don't like the I don't like either team. But what's happened is the conference has rallied itself around one team and they think they're in the right. I'm going to root for the other team cuz somehow some way Michigan, who I think is the best team in the country, is the underdog. Is the plucky underdog in this story. So, I don't care. I was rooting for Michigan hard. I'm happy they won. I want to see them keep winning. I don't care. CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bart Winkler, Michigan number one fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot take order order in the court follow and listen to queens of the court on the free odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts